Holden, how does it feel to be a college graduate? Uh, really not a lot different, if I'm being honest. I don't know. I mean, I guess now I'm, I have to cook all of my own meals. I can't rely on the, on the campus dining hall anymore, but eh. didn't you just complain about all the food anyway? (laughs) (laughs) I do. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it is a mixed bag, but it was always something I could like fall back on. And now I'm like full on. I have to like actually take care of myself. (laughs) Do you eat more than one meal a day now? Uh, well, I mean, it's just been, a, I mean, over the last several days, I've been eating like close to three meals a day because I've had like my family around and everything and they just take me out to dinner and stuff <laughs> with graduation. Graduate for context, as of re- this recording, graduation was literally just yesterday. My parents just left a few hours ago. Uh, so, Scott Sutter, I mean, if you're a longtime listener, well, he is, but if you're a longtime listener, you know Scott Sutter is the ruiner of this podcast. Uh, yes, 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 yes. The scapegoat, deservingly, of uh, everything bad that happens, you know. Um, but yeah, Holden, college graduate, he pulled it off, you know. Somehow. <laughs> he, he passed blues, jazz, and rock. I did. I <laughs> slim margin. Um, and he's here with us. He made it. He didn't trip when he got his diploma. Yeah. Uh, what was, was on your What to. was in your cap, Holden? I couldn't tell from the bleachers. Okay, so originally I wasn't going to do anything on my cap, and then it was kind of a last minute decision that I thought would be funny. So it was. It's a SpongeBob reference, and it's it says Ravioli, Ravioli, give me the diplomioli. <laughs> <laughs> It's a picture of robot crabs and Chef SpongeBob doing the ravioli ravioli thing. If you know that episode of the hit show SpongeBob SquarePants, I <laughs> love that. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, we did think about doing our podcast live at graduation. Holden's just down there with his setup, and I'm up there with my setup. But uh, we figured would been- we would churn through a little bit too much data doing that, and we might disturb the ceremony a little bit. Yeah, maybe just a little. We didn't want to overshadow the rest of the ceremony. They did uh, let us sit by whoever we wanted to at the ceremony instead of being in alphabetical order. And so, I mean, all my friends around me, they would have just been like, whatever. That's true. Um, Yeah, it was outside. It was hot. It was was steamy. We were sweaty. Uh, Your parents weren't too far away, Olden. I didn't notice they were there until they were hooting and hollering. And I was like, oh. (laughs) There's Scott Sutter. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Uthy came specifically to see me graduate. I'm yeah, nobody else. Happy, thank I'm you. I'm very Jimmy. proud of solely you, Holden. <laughs> uh, yes, um, can't think of anybody else I would have gone for. But uh, Holden, what do we have this week, huh? Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows, in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Uthi. We're two full-fledged adults now, Holden. We We are. We are just, (laughs) we've arrived. We're like Spider-Man and Spider-Man PS4. That's the age we are both at, the stage of our life. Post-college, Holden. Gosh, I wish I was a superhero. (laughs) Make my life even more complicated. Yeah. We've got a great episode for you this week featuring our review of Army of the Dead. And only that because Jimmy didn't have time to watch another movie. Also, I wouldn't have. (laughs) 
if we had if we had kept this recording time with graduation and everything this is just a busy week for me so those who wish me dead will do at a different time maybe no guarantees all right let's do it hold on that one movie podcast first jimmy we've got to do the toms so excited let's do it Tom's is a rapid fire segment where we where we rate the God. I'm a graduate and I still can't say this intro. I'm gonna start over, but you, you can still keep can't this read. In. Yeah. <laughs> Tom's is a rapid fire segment where, where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms, Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw is the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. You know, all that matters, Holden, is that you gave it your best effort. And I'm proud of you for going for it. Yeah, yeah. You'd think with having a degree partially in communication, I'd be able to talk better. Well, I set the I set my expectations low when I'm dealing with the old one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first up for Tom's, I uh, got a couple of trailers, a couple of yeah. Uh, we can start with uh, Dear Evan Hansen, a trailer of a movie based on the hit musical of the same name, uh, starring Ben Platt, who also did the musical. I can't remember if he... I think he wrote the musical, too. Um, anyway, so this was, like, a big deal a few years ago. This was probably after Hamilton. This was probably the next, like, really big popular musical with folks. Not as big as Hamilton, but it was still a big popular thing. Um... What what do you think, Jimmy? What do you know about the musical? Never heard of it. <laughs> really? <laughs> I think it looks like a drama. I'm yeah. going Bergeron. It did not pique my interest. I was watching it, and I'm like, why am I watching this trailer, Holden? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it I, has I, Amy it, Adams, so it, it has does. to be good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what is it? Her newest movie has like a 38 on Metacritic or something. <laughs> the Woman in the Window. Um, the Snyder Cut, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, I yeah, this I'm only bringing it up because it was like a popular musical. I have a lot of friends who love it, but I've listened to the soundtrack. I don't entirely get the hype. I think it's like okay, but I, when it comes to musicals, I'm much more of a like big theatrical show tunes, like very big numbers. I think those are the best, and this is all just like sad numbers like the entire time. <laughs> it's just like sad, like one or two people singing at a time. It's not my speed for a musical. Um, the and yeah, boy also- named Connor is dead. Also, I, wrote I think a letter to myself, <laughs> but his parents think it's from him, and but he's dead. Yeah. I feel like the trailer gives away way too much about the the show too. Like I not, it's not like a particularly complicated story, but also I feel like that's a reason to keep things more to its chest because it kind of just goes through the events of like two thirds of the musical. So, you know yeah. what? I want to see Zombie Connor. 
in the third act. If there's no zombie too. Connor in the third <laughs> act, I'm not watching. <laughs> oh, I bet you can bet there will be a zombie Connor in the third and act. And he exposes this kid. Right when, right when, what's his name? Evan. Evan. Evan Hansen. Evan Hansen. There's probably like 48 people named Evan Hansen in South Dakota. Uh, he's probably like, right when Evan Hansen's about to admit that he didn't write this letter, zombie Connor comes in and he goes, he didn't write the, I didn't write the letter, he wrote the letter. <laughs> and then he starts biting everybody and then and then it leads right into the events of Army of the Dead. Um. Okay, so yeah, I mean this this movie does this, it looks whatever. I'm sure it'll. I be think a hit. it looks kind of bad, honestly. Like, I'm yeah, like, the tra- okay, the trailer is also just like bad. I think the trailer just makes it seem like the sappiest, most melodramatic thing ever. Like, I, admittedly, like I said, I'm not a huge fan of the musical itself, but this trailer just seems like emotionally manipulative. <laughs> Uh, it reminds me of a Pure Flix film, if you are familiar with those. And I, they have a certain audience, and I'm not part of that tar- target demographic, is what I would name say. one of their movies. They're the one. They're like the most prominent Christian movie, like God's Not Dead. And, oh, and that was that stuff. who did Breakthrough or whatever? The I other, think, <laughs> yeah, with uh, with Topher Grace. Topher Grace. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like. I got when I was I wanted to make a film like that. I got frustrated with how they like dramatize things and 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 all that stuff. They, yeah, yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of their productions. Not from like an anti-Christian perspective, but just from like an anti-bad movie perspective. Because <laughs> um, I just don't think they're good and i don't particularly think they have the best messages all the time but that's all i'll say about that because they do have an audience and people do like them and people will pay money to see them so they must be and again these people are making movies and i am not so yeah good for them true but when i was watching this trailer it reminded me of that so also ben platt who plays the main character is like close to 30 years old well (laughs) he looks old yeah he looks way older than everyone like all the other high schoolers and it's just like yeah i get you wrote and started in the musical but the musical came out like like five six years ago and you were still like too old for the role then it should have been (laughs) lin-manuel miranda yeah (laughs) as a high schooler (laughs) the connor sent me a letter and i didn't he didn't actually send me a letter because i wrote the letter to myself in the letter he's connor said he's a zombie more than i thought we would in the letter (laughs) and a zombie and a alexander hamilton (laughs) we talked about this trailer way more than i thought we would i'm just gonna give it a bombadil (laughs) i'm gonna go bombadil unless we have zombie connor in the third act and then i will change it to a brokaw (laughs) or lin-manuel miranda replaces ben platt Okay. Because I'm Connor and I'm dead and I'm Connor dead and I died right. and I'm Connor. Next trailer. Yeah. Next trailer. We have Snake Eyes, which is also a movie. <laughs> Snake I don't really Eyes care is about. played by Lin Manuel Miranda. And I got a ninja <laughs> sword and I'm stabbing you, stabbing, stabbing Origins, GI Joe. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> this is gonna be so my is, new bit. 
this uh this trailer it's like it's like a very short trailer it's just like a minute long uh but for the new gi joe movie i guess um i only bring it up just because like i think the action in it looks kind of cool but that's like all there is to it (laughs) (laughs) i think that's my same exact opinion i don't know there's some sort of characters not supposed to be recruiting snake eyes or something i don't know anything about gi gi joe gi joe um G.J. <laughs> Joe. That's what I'm going to call it now. Uh, is this a continuation of the movies that have not had a movie since 2013? <laughs> I, I have to say no. I, like, probably not. <laughs> Remember Channing Tatum was like the main character in the first one and then he just dies at the beginning of the second one or something? I have not seen either of them. <laughs> you haven't? I, no. I liked them when they came out. But boy, those that, that was a long time ago. I think they destroyed the Eiffel Tower, but who hasn't, Maybe. you know? Yeah, who hasn't? Um, Army of the Dead certainly did. <laughs> the Las Vegas one. Yeah, the also Las Vegas. Las Vegas. <laughs> the disgusting yeah. me, but... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this, there's not a lot to say about the Snake Eyes trailer. I think, like, some of the sword fight choreography seems cool. Um, I don't know. Fighting in japan and the neon and the rain's always cool yeah unless you're a hot guy and you've got that stupid haircut (laughs) hasn't gotten old yet still a good vibe yeah it needs we need more talking about hawkeye's haircut (laughs) (laughs) hasn't gotten old yet and i stab you in the heart and i twist the sword ouch it hurts i'm snake guys yeah we need to nip this bit in the butt (laughs) snake guys killing guys in that butt all right, it Snake Eyes, I'm going nice. to Bergeron. <laughs> Bergeron. It, you know what? It, it has me slightly more interested than I would have been otherwise from a G.I. Joe movie. Bergeron. Uh, uh, yeah, this G.I. Joe Origins story looks decent. I'll go Bergeron as well if the action's cool and they lean into that because I don't really care about the story. Okay, cool. Uh, then speaking... Oh, my God. Why did I... Okay. Speaking of what are, Hamilton... Are you okay? Yeah, <laughs> I I didn't want to bring up the Hamilton thing again, but speaking of Hamilton, we got some uh, Knives Out 2 casting, um, one of which is Leslie Odom Jr., who played Aaron Burr in Hamilton. He also recently played Sam Cooke in One Night in Miami, which I watched and thought was very, very good. Um, but then also uh, Kate Hudson. Uh, who was very good in the movie Almost Famous and was apparently really bad in that new movie Music because she was nominated for a Razzie for it. So, I'm the guy who played Aaron Burt, sir, and it looks like there's been a murder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll give you that one. Uh, <laughs> anyway, you. what do you think? You like these people? Uh, I actually hate people. Okay. need to exterminate them. What do you think of Leslie Odom Jr.? Leslie Odom Jr. Is he the Aaron Burr? Yeah, Aaron Aaron Burr. He seems good. I don't. I sure. Great. Awesome. Broke house. I think. Going around. I want to say he was in Murder on the Orient Express too. Again, actually, now that uh, I think about it. a movie I have not seen. I'm gonna Google it. But anyway. Oh, I am the guy in that movie. <laughs> what is up with you today? <laughs> was that not the best kind of Thrana impersonation you've ever heard? You are on some other shit right now. 
Oh, I want man. whatever you're drinking, Jimmy. Uh, Diet Coke. Okay, I, I don't want that. that. Never mind. I've been in. I think it's. I've been in the sun a lot the last couple of days. I'm not. I'm used to being inside. So. Okay. Oh, yeah. Leslie Odom Jr. was in Murder on the Orient Express. So here he is. But in then another he, murder mystery. Then then he got off it because all the murder is going on. You know. Okay, I'm giving this uh, pro con. <laughs> he's he's casting. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like there's been a murder. <laughs> uh, who is the other person? Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. Wow, they named a river after her. Good for her. I'll broke on. <laughs> Remember when the Sully Scully that landed the plane? And then Tom Hanks was him. I think. Never saw that one. All right, everyone, I'm going to just keep driving this podcast <laughs> forward. <laughs> and I'll keep driving not, it into the I ground. I do not know what Jimmy's doing right now. <laughs> anyway, uh, so big news, weird news. Uh, Amazon might be buying MGM uh, in a $9 billion deal. Uh, MGM, obviously big, famous classic movie company, one of the big five of like the movie companies in the early... Uh, 20th century that would produce all the big films um, but they have uh, some of their subsidiary companies include United Artists and Orion Pictures and some various franchises that they own include uh, James Bond, Wizard of Oz, Rocky, uh, Robocop, Bill and Ted and Stargate. Are they going to revive Stargate? I don't know I mean they did I feel well actually I don't think they've had a Stargate show since like maybe early 2010s. So maybe it's about time. Maybe Amazon will go for a Stargate show to maybe accompany it's a, their their Lord of the Rings show. I think a couple northern Minnesotans should actually. Oops! It looks like we accidentally opened a Stargate up here, northern Minnesota. Oh, this is a lot of desert. I'm not used to this. It's a lot drier up here. No snow. <laughs> what? <laughs> This is a podcast two in a row where I just become very audibly just disgruntled with what Jimmy's doing. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe it's because maybe I'm becoming a, a more mature adult and Jimmy's young antics are not doing it for me anymore. Yeah. I'm, I'm certainly not getting any more mature. Uh, Amazon's buying MGM. Sure. Amazon's inevitably going to go own everything. So yeah. Who's going to own everything closer. first, Amazon or Disney? Yeah. It's going to be it's going to be like World War 3 is not going to be between countries. It's going to be between companies. You heard it here first. I mean, it could happen. <laughs> Won't get too into it, but yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't I'm not a huge fan of just like Amazon buying up things. So, I don't know, them buying MGM is kind of... Especially since MGM is, like, such a, like, classic movie studio, it's kind of a shame. I like seeing that lion roar at the beginning of movies. That's a classic, fun thing. I like thing. it when it's Tom from Tom and Jerry. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think. Is that a thing? I think it's a thing. Am I making that up from my childhood? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think he does. But now I'm wondering, because I thought Tom and Jerry was owned by Warner Bros. I don't know. Maybe they used to be owned by MGM. No, I, I you're right. I remember that. There's like Tom would meow instead of 
The lion. Interesting. We'll have to look into this. We'll report back next week. Anyway, I'm giving this a Bombadil. I'm giving it a Bergeron because I don't care. Okay. Another uh, corporate thing. Uh, AT&T is apparently going to merge Warner Media with Discovery. Uh, and this is not officially confirmed, but it probably means that HBO Max and Discovery Plus are going to get combined as well. Because who the heck has Discovery Plus? <laughs> I forgot <laughs> it was a thing until I read this article. Uh, but apparently this merger is going to occur in mid-2022. I didn't know that AT&T owned Warner Bros. That's interesting. I think I knew that, but I forgot. Because I knew they owned HBO Max, right? So that makes sense. Oh, maybe I didn't Warner. know that. I uh, don't care again, so I'm going to go Bergeron. All right. Uh, Bombadil. Actually, no, Berge. Since they already own both those companies, uh, I'll actually give it a Brokaw because, you know what? Discovery stuff gets added to HBO Max. Good for that. Um, There's a Batgirl film coming out. We've known that for a while. But apparently this Batgirl film is going to be releasing straight to HBO Max. It's going to be directed by the duo behind Bad Boys for Life, uh, Adil El Arbi and Bilal Falah. Uh, and it's uh, this movie was formerly like a while ago being directed by Joss Whedon, but this is like the movie that he exited once he turned out to uh, be a bad dude. <laughs> when he turned out to be a bad boy for life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so is the theme going to be bad girl, bad girl? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that would actually be pretty good. Ah, um. <laughs> uh, Bergeron, Olden. Yeah, Bergeron. I mean, cool that they're going to release a DC film this HBO Max, I guess, but whatever. Um, yet another thing that I'm just kind of like, why are they doing this? Um, there's a new SpongeBob spinoff happening. We Add this to the this. pile. The Camp Coral? No. Oh, okay, thing? Camp Coral's already out. That's old news. Okay, I actually don't even think we talked about the second one. I think I forgot to bring it up. So there are a total of three SpongeBob spinoffs happening because money. Um, <laughs> I like money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but okay, so we have Camp Coral, which that one's already out and is apparently just mediocre. It also wow, just looks that bad. Exceeding my expectations then. <laughs> Was the new uh, movie any good? Did it what, did it get terrible reviews, mixed reviews? It got, it got like mediocre reviews, I oh, think. Exceeds my Be- expectations. We'll have to see it, Holden. <laughs> uh, but anyway, there was a second spinoff that was announced, I feel like a month or two ago, and it's called The Patrick Star Show, and it's just a show about Patrick and his family. Okay. <laughs> Who's his actual... Was his actual family because there's the episode where it's like, We're your parents, and then they turn out to be not his parents. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I hope they're brought back as characters. That's a good episode. Um, but anyway, in addition to that one, the new announcement for this week is we're getting a Sandy spin off movie. Uh, this is going to be a hybrid live action and animation thing. Uh, Sandy is going to be animated, and the rest of it will be live action. Presumably on the surface, maybe this will be her life in Texas. <laughs> what am I? Stupid? No, I'm Texas. What's the difference? <laughs> Good quotes. Top 10 Good SpongeBob quote. moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I so I guess we can kind of rate the Patrick Star show and the Sp- Sandy thing. I don't know. I think they need... I'm 
the one thing, even though SpongeBob wasn't consistent after a while, I always was, did kind of admire how they stuck to the one show and just like an occasional movie instead of trying to like milk it for all it's worth. And now that's what they're doing. <laughs> it just seems like uh, too much, too much in too short of time. Like, do something else. Well, if you're going to continue fan. doing SpongeBob too, it, I feel like you need to have. It should be there needs to be a ten year gap, so then yeah. people who grew up with it that are our age are going to have us established in the industry, and then they can make it because it's like. Mm-hmm. I feel like people our age understand SpongeBob better than the people probably making it now. Yeah. Oh, I for mean, sure. for sure, or or at least understand why it clicks and and grew up with it and and understand what people like and don't like to a better extent. Not that people don't understand that now, but just to a better extent, and we'll treat it with love and care that it deserves because it has been just meandering and lacking quality for a long time now. Throw it on over to us, Tomp, that one movie yes. podcast. We'll write Spongebob for you. <laughs> We'd probably be back. I put a Spongebob it. joke on my grad cap. You owe it to me. <laughs> and I'm Spongebob and I'm flipping patties. And <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, right Tom we Kenny, the you're fired. The podcast. You're fired, Tom Kenny. We're <laughs> replacing you with fall. Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to give the Spongebob spinoffs Bombadils. Yes, Stop I will making as so well. Much. Um, okay, uh, so there is a... We knew there's a Pet Cemetery sequel coming. We're very excited because we, we loved know the first... Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. That'll <laughs> be fun. Wow. Uh, anyway, Hopefully but it's, it's being, one of those sequels that can be better than the original. <laughs> well, okay. So it's releasing directly to Paramount+. Plus. That's a good sign. Um, yeah, good sign. It's also being directed by Lindsay Beer, who has never directed a film in her life. <laughs> it's her directorial uh, debut. Has, and does you she have what? like online short films? I, I, it looked like she had written like a movie or two. I can't remember what they were. They didn't sound familiar to me. I'm not sure if she's actually directed anything though. Well, good luck, Lindsay. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm rooting for the the new director. I just I think all of these factors add up to something that necess- won't necessarily be great because Pet Cemetery One was really bad. I've got an idea. Let me take this dead person and bury it over here. <laughs> Let's bury it on the sound stage. <laughs> Oh no, our son Connor has died. <laughs> but he did write this letter to this one person who is his one friend apparently, but let's bury Connor in this place. Confirmed that Dear Evan Hansen takes place in the Pet Cemetery universe. Are we going to get the the what what is it called? I was going to say Winnebago and that's not right. Oh, uh, you what, know I think Windigo, Windigo, Windigo. I know. <laughs> it's like Winnebago. That's not it. That's like a, a camper, <laughs> or yeah, an RV or something, <laughs> a van. I don't know what. Uh, and something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Windigo. My favorite color. Um, Windigo. I'm gonna give Pet Cemetery sequel of a Bombadil. Um, I'm gonna give it a. Let's learn how to spell. Are there yeah. gonna be kids in this one too? I don't know. I don't even think anything has come out about it. 
you know, I, hopefully someone, they should just call it Pet Cemetery spelled correctly and it takes place with adults and they just, the first <laughs> shot is just them being like, well, these stupid kids can't spell and they take it and then they bury the sign and the sign becomes a zombie sign. Oh, yeah. Played by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh, there we go. And he's rapping the <laughs> And I'm time. a sign and I'm killing you and I'm stabbing you, signing and signing and signing, killing and everybody's dead. Good job. Yep. Yeah. All right. I don't uh, know yeah, how I haven't though. broken through in Hollywood yet, Holden. I yeah, it's it's a mystery, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what do you give it? What do you give pet? Oh yeah, you said. I don't know. You said learn to spell. Okay, I think <laughs> that's it for Tom's. Yeah. Well, you see, the problem with Pet Cemetery anymore is that these kids are are gonna do the graph. They're gonna design it on their iPad first, and then the audio, the autocorrect is gonna come in because they're just gonna they're gonna just hold down the button until Siri comes up, and they're gonna go or they hit the little microphone button, and then they go Pet Cemetery, and then it just writes it out there for them. <laughs> and uh, kids do not know how to spell, man. Gee whiz, yeah. it is kids are bad. Dumb. Heard it here first. If you teach elementary, please teach spelling because they don't even know how to do it phonetically anymore. So spell check is not, it's, it's a crutch that we're overusing. And people in the blah, 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 blah. All right, what are we doing? All right, okay. Army of the you, Dead. Is that it for Tom's? Yeah, is there anything for Tog this no, week? No, I don't, I don't know. I saw, that they, <laughs> I saw that they released a 4K edition of Saw. And <laughs> I'm like, um, <laughs> <laughs> It could not look any better. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> the Blu-ray, I've heard, is maybe even objectively worse than the TV. Or the TV. The DVD. Really? Version, or just the standard definition version. Because the original film scans are so bad <laughs> that they really need to be touched up. But maybe they did that for the 4K version. I don't know. But the, Time to the go DVD out and buy a 4K standard of edition. Saw. The DVD standard edition standard definition edition is the way it was meant to be seen oh, okay that's what i'm saying you heard it here first yeah all right all right on to uh talk of army of the dead non-spoiler review all right army of the dead i just watched this and finished it like an hour before we started recording. I did not have like hardly any time <laughs> until today um, after this had been released. Because this was released on Friday, I think, on Netflix. And so I've just been busy with graduation and stuff. But we here. We're here. Yeah. We watched Army of the Dead. Yes. Um, synopsis. Uh, it's basically about this group of people they are sent into Las Vegas after it, there's been some sort of zombie outbreak in Las Vegas and they're going to pull off a heist at an underground safe under a casino, try to get, I think it's like $200 million, something like that. Um, and yeah, so they're trying to get in and out before the city of Las Vegas is nuked by the U.S. government uh, to destroy the zombies. And they should be able to get in and out because they are towards the West Coast. Uh, yeah as opposed okay. to as opposed to whataburger yep. for okay. you it's my regional based burger jokes <laughs> okay <laughs> sure anyway um so yeah this is a new Zack snyder movie uh it's 
kind of wild we got this and Snyder Cut in the same year and like two months away from each other, no less. Um, it's it's kind of a cool concept. It's a zombie film combined with a heist film. The premise is amazing, okay? You got a heist yeah. film taking place within a zombie-infested Las Vegas. I, I like it. It just is great on paper, at the very least. Like, it's super compelling that you have... I love heist, mm-hmm. like, idea heist movies. I don't necessarily love all heist movies, but I like the idea of a heist movie. I like the planning. I like the smart outwitting. Yeah. The, like, is there a mole? I, <laughs> is there not a mole? The team dynamics. And then I don't necessarily love zombie stuff. Um, but I think it just adds an element <laughs> to the, the heist thing that's unique and different and fun to watch. Heist movies are a genre that I th- I always think I'm going to like a lot more than I do. Because like, I, I remember specifically with the Ocean's Eleven like from the early 2000s, I went in, I was like, oh, this movie, I've heard good things about it, got a stacked cast, like, I want to watch this. And I was so bored. <laughs> like... I thought it was really boring. And admittedly, I think I was sick when I watched it the first time. So I sh- probably shouldn't go revisit it. But it's that and other heist movies I've seen. I've just like, it's always, I'm more eager to see it than I actually am when I watch it. Um, but I think the zombie aspect of this helped pique my interest a little bit more. Yeah. Overall, Holden, what, what did you think of the movie? Um, I mean, it's like, it's entertaining but there's <laughs> there's i i was i was like looking through my notes and like thinking back to the movie and there and i, I don't know how much of this is like we'll get into spoilers with details this i i won't i won't with this right here but like there are a lot of Chekhov's guns in this movie that are there's don't no fire. payoff yeah there's they don't no fire <laughs> i'm guessing they were just cut scenes Maybe I, I would have to guess because there's a couple of ones that's like, oh, well, this is going to pay off later. And then it just doesn't. Yeah, there's literally a major story arc that isn't resolved. <laughs> yeah. And I'll have to talk. I I had to rewatch the ending of this movie to make sure I didn't just blatantly miss anything. Because I'm like, wait I think a second. I know second. what you're talking about. What happened? What was the conclusion for this particular character? And it's never explicitly addressed i guess it's implied but uh like i'm like what happened (laughs) Um, this movie it's i mean if it wasn't obvious enough from when we've briefly mentioned how there's going to be like a sequel movie and there's going to be like an anime series and stuff all based off of this like i guess up and coming franchise like a lot of this movie just feels like they're waiting for to explain stuff in a different movie or like anime series or something like that. I think this it's a fun movie. My this is like my general just opinion. It's a fun movie, but there are a lot of holes. Like a oh, lot. This yes. I this movie is I want to say very very poorly written. Like <laughs> and I think it's maybe more even easily like i think these holes are like very obvious to a lot more people like i feel like this doesn't take someone like us who we watch movies all the time i feel like this like anyone could watch this and be like oh yeah there's just there's just something missing here <laughs> at the same time i had a lot of fun 
Like I did enjoy watching this movie. Like uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it was a little long, and the beginning, it's like it has been fifty minutes, <laughs> and we are not in <laughs> Las Vegas yet. Um, which is interesting. This is a two and a half hour movie, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's got some good, just fun zombie stuff in it I guess if you just want to turn your brain off and watch some fun if you just want to turn your brain off and watch a zombie (laughs) heist movie it's going to be fun and if that doesn't sound fun to you then you're not going to like this movie it's not a it's not like a great well written story the emotional stuff doesn't quite hit it's very cliche too it's been done it's been done better and now it's been done just a lot so when you when something's been done a lot and now it's not done as well, it really stands out. And when it just feels very inevitable. <laughs> um, but I still, yeah. I had fun with this and I did enjoy it. I, I was glad we reviewed it. Hold on. I will say that. Yeah. Um, visually, it's kind of a mess. Like it sometimes... Sometimes it looks like really cool, and Zack Snyder does have a flair for some visual, like like special effects and stuff. But I, I actually was talking about this with Teague, a uh, frequent listener of the podcast, because he was commenting on the trailer, and I noticed it while I was watching the movie too. But uh, Zack Snyder actually did the cinematography for this movie, mm-hmm. and this is like I think this is the first movie he's done his own cinematography. And I think it definitely shows. There's a lot of, t- like, this movie loves its blurred backgrounds. It loves the a short depth, depth of, of field. field. Yeah. yeah, tons of bokeh. Yeah, it's, and I think it just, I don't know. It's, it, it doesn't really, I don't think it adds anything. And I think it just No, it does not. It like, just is a distraction. Yeah. And there's there was one like part in particular where the shot was completely blurred. And I'm like, what? What is the point of this? It feels like a stylistic choice, but it made no sense. It's just Zack Snyder being Zack Snyder. I uh, yeah. I th- <laughs> see. I'm not a huge fan of his style, so like, I just was like, oh, Zack Snyder's just being Zack Snyder. I mean, he just does things that he wants to do, not necessarily for a particular reason. Sometimes I think he does. Like, like this is for a particular reason. It has this meaning. But other times I think he's just like, yeah, I think it just looks cool to mm-hmm. him so I, I mean he's doing different things i also thought <laughs> i'm like he must have developed this style in between <laughs> filming the justice league and this movie because i just made me think of the new nightmare sequence from the end of the <laughs> justice league with the super short depth of field yeah you're right and i'm like i didn't did even he think just, about that <laughs> i'm like he just put it in <laughs> I'm like he must have just fell in love with it while he's making this. So then when he did the Snyder cut reshoots or the additional scene, it's the one scene with super shallow depth of field. Yeah, so I'm guessing you're right. he just shot that himself, mm-hmm. or was the director of cinematography? He's like, well, I know this doesn't match the rest of the movie, but uh, I really like this look. <laughs> but it's cheaper to do it this way. I think it looked worse in the in the nightmare sequence than it did here. Yeah, I mean you get used I, to it. Yeah, well, I mean, in the nightmare sequence, like, as you said, it was out of place with the rest of the movie, and it was at the end, too. This one, it's, like, at least more consistent about it, but it's still just not good. 
I thought Las Vegas itself was well done. Like I thought visually that worked for me in throughout. Yeah, I they incorporate the zombies like a lot of good. landmarks. The landmarks look good. I thought overall it was visually interesting to look at but the shallow depth of field i was like Zack snyder's just being Zack snyder whatever who cares let him do what he wants yeah (laughs) um yeah i mean i i would watch this like i know that people are starting to compare Zack snyder to michael bay i would watch this movie over any michael bay movie oh yeah no i think Zack snyder has a lot more of like a vision and he's like more interesting of as a filmmaker even if he's not like even if most of his movies aren't like great i don't know like he seems to actually care about the story whereas michael bay is just like how do i get from one robot action scene to the other yeah exactly yeah no Zack snyder actually like cares about the movies he's making and he knows the movies he's making but and i i mean i guess he and michael bay are both somewhat self-aware but michael bay doesn't care (laughs) uh the other thing that kind of stands out is like everything's overly dramatic too like all the characters are just like caricatures and stuff it feels very like comic booky in that in that vein which is just i think it's just another Zack snyder thing like it's just his style so i don't know i don't think it's necessarily a knock on the movie but it's just like you either like it or you don't it's very melodramatic um oh did you know that the pilot character was added in post i did not know until afterwards and i i mean probably retroactively i could tell but i did not think about i mean like there were some points where i'm like this is like oh this this scene's kind of like they just kind of look made this look a little cheaper than it needed to but i didn't think oh this person's been digitally added much later and wasn't yeah. here for any of it and literally has never met dave batista <laughs> yeah no i thought you know what that's a little praise i'll give it uh they replaced i have the actors here okay so tig navarro is who played the pilot in the final movie um and i think she, she did an excellent job like she was maybe my yeah. second favorite character yeah i i agree she was very entertaining um but she replaced Chris Dahlia after there were some sexual harassment allegations that came up around him. Like, so he had all of his scenes filmed and then Tig Navarro came in and uh, replaced him. And it was, it was great. Honestly, um, literally everything it, was like completely added digitally. Yeah. Um, and all like, she was just alone and they just shot everything in front of a green screen and got her into the cut. Which yeah. is kind of reminiscent to removing Henry Cavill's stash. Um, but, you know, obviously that wasn't, that one wasn't Zack Snyder's. Well, neither are Zack Snyder's fault, but it's just kind of funny that Zack Snyder movies have major, <laughs> major CGI budget inflation for all these reshoots that they have to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, what else? Uh, there was a lot of needle drops like um, Zack Snyder likes to do in terms of soundtrack. Um, the one a lot at of the slow end motion. Is, yeah, the one at the end is really on the nose, and I kind of rolled my eyes at it. Which one? Uh, when it plays "Zombie" by the Cranberries. Oh yeah, his. his I was just like, okay, whatever. His I, music the, choices. 
Yeah, most of the rest of the most of the rest of them were okay. I thought I mean the original score was nothing special, but Zack Snyder likes to incorporate a lot of songs with lyrics into his movies. Yeah, I mean again, it's just Zack Snyder style. It doesn't it's not my favorite style, but mm-hmm. you know, people who like it like it. I mean, just like Edgar Wright doesn't hit doesn't impact his style doesn't impact me as much as it does you when you're watching one of his movies. It's not yeah. necessarily right or wrong, it's just their style. Um I don't know. Um I'm not is there anything else we can talk about in There's certain <laughs> there's certain character motivations and plot points that make absolutely no sense. <laughs> That's yeah all, like it's just like wait a second why is this why is the plot of this movie even happening with this new information that we have guy yeah. i seriously do not understand where this person is coming from in terms of their motivation um i also it seems okay, very so, convoluted and makes no sense this isn't like a spoiler but there's two people that join the heist that okay so there's like oh the first half hour is like a montage of them getting like everyone together or whatever for this heist which i also want to comment this movie's plot after the opening sequence just zooms like it, it like it go it like runs right out of the gate and then it slows to a halt it's like it was like a very short sprint cuz like like the first scene after the intro is like dave batista being like like approached about this job and everything and then like and that whole conversation lasts like maybe two minutes at most and it just it's so fast and then it just like slows down immediately anyway um but there's that whole sequence of them gathering people and whatever but when they get the final team together there's like two people on the team who were not part of that montage and then one of them is just like you know what i didn't sign up for this and then just wait leaves. a second. There's gonna be zombies in Las Vegas. This yeah. <laughs> one place where all the zombies are. I'm out. He's like, I didn't sign up for this. I'm out. And we had like never seen this character before. And one of the other characters who we had seen recruited was like, "What? You knew? You joined? You knew? What are you doing, dude? You're like betraying me." I'm like, "What? Were you two like friends or something?" I'm like, <laughs> "What is happening here?" I'm like, "This is a waste of sixty seconds of my time." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just felt a little silly. I think Zack Snyder was like, this is going to be more realistic because someone's going to be like, no, man, that's stupid. And it's going to show that their plan is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that's not really how Zack Snyder talks. It's more like, you know, I was doing this movie and I really liked this idea of having someone show that it was stupid. And I, I liked that. That was really cool. I hope that people like it. Zack Snyder seems like a really nice guy. I hope him, I wish him the best. Yeah. Um, now let's tear apart his movie. <laughs> I I don't know. I feel there's a lot I want to say in spoilers, so I might be done with non-spoilers. Yeah, I will say there's a couple sequences in here I really enjoyed. I thought the opening credits were entertaining, um, visually interesting. The whole story of like Las Vegas. I think the movie doesn't. The movie is at its best when it doesn't take itself so seriously, and I feel like there are points where it doesn't take itself seriously at all. And then there are points where it's like, this is supposed to be grounded and serious and emotional. It's like, well, this is not really working. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, and 
I guess from what I hear, his idea for a sequel, he he's described it as like insane, like completely insane or something. So lean into it, Zach. That's what I would say. I would go. I would sign up for another one. That's what I would say. I would sign up for another one of these because I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was entertaining. I liked it. Is it a great movie? No, but um, I maybe even. Oh, it's not as good of a movie as Zombieland, but I may have enjoyed it more, which is maybe a hot take. That's but a hot take that, for me. I definitely enjoyed at. Zombieland more than this. Yeah, I well, mean, I I liked it, but I don't know. I I also found myself getting bored through. I would say like the middle section. Once there's like a certain event that happens that I think immediately after that happens, the movie becomes very entertaining pretty much until the end. But I don't know. There's a big chunk of it that drug for me. All right. Well, rating time, Holden. What are you gonna give it? Um, like a five. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of uh, that's yeah. Combined with my enjoyment and how I, they're actually my enjoyment and and also how the movie actually is are both probably around a five for me. This is probably yeah. That's what I'm going I'm, with. I'm gonna go seven. Um, okay, but my enjoyment level may have been an eight. Uh, I just think the more like I was kind of at like an eight at first, but then I, I was like, wait a second, this doesn't make any sense. And then when this doesn't make any sense, this arc is just not resolved. What is going on here? This ending is weird and inconsistent with the rest of the film. And then all right, I'm bound to a seven. Uh, so I'm ready to jump into spoilers. Holden, let's do it again. If you don't want to listen to spoilers, you want to watch the movie, uh, you can continue listening. Just look at the time codes in the description skip to what are you doing when you've listened to the movie or listen to the movie when you've watched the movie come back to the episode look at the time codes in the description and jump to right now for our spoiler review holden let's dive in okay uh army of the dead spoiler discussion um yeah um I think guess we can get into some of the like stupid stuff about this movie. Um, a couple of the major things that I noticed that were like Chekhov's guns that didn't fire. One of them, and I didn't remember this until I like was clipping through the movie right before the, the we started recording. It was the whole thing about like the dead zombies or like the dried out zombies. How they come back that? to life with the rain. Yeah, that was yeah. Like the big one. I was like waiting for that. And then at the end, it's like starts storming. I'm like, oh, here we go. And, and then nothing, nothing happens. happens. <laughs> yeah. They like, like make I such mean, a they'd big been deal nuked about at that it. point. It's such a striking like entrance into Las Vegas. There's just these piles of dead zombies. And they're like, oh, yeah, they these dead ones will come back to life in the rain. And it's so dumb. Like, why is that not addressed? I'm like, it doesn't rain in Las Vegas very often. Yeah. Um, the other big one that I remember is the guy with the saw, like the buzz saw. He never uses it. No, I, I had that written down too. I'm like, he never <laughs> uses the big saw. I mean, they kind of use it to cut open a wall, but that's, and they use a big saw in the opening part, but yeah, he but never uses it. Like, okay, that has to have been, been cut out from something. It has to. There has to be a deleted scene. Like the the zombies coming alive in the rain one. I could like 
I could see that not even being a cutscene and just be something that like Zack Snyder wants for a sequel, even though I think it's stupid it's not paid off here. But that buzzsaw thing has to have been cut out. Um Yeah. Uh then the other thing that I do not understand, what's the there were like robot zombies? Yeah, I was like, that zombie's a robot. Yeah. <laughs> and then that, that's <laughs> I had to rewind because I like saw that. I'm like, what? It's like a split second thing. And then I like rewound it and I watched it again. I'm like, that's just a robot. And it like happens a couple different times. So it's not like a visual like error or something. Like, yeah, they're the just... ones with blue eyes or whatever. Yeah. There's just zombie robots not explained at all. <laughs> like, he's just one to rile people up with that one like it's yeah. all the government man making zombie robots <laughs> um i like how the president said dropping the bomb on the fourth of july would have been really cool <laughs> whatever this quote was i thought i laughed <laughs> it was something like fun. that it was seems something like very <laughs> casual <laughs> It was like, I, he regrets change. He acknowledges that it should be changed, but he's like that dropping the bomb on the 4th of July would have been quote, pretty cool or something like that. Pretty cool. <laughs> pretty uh, cool. The love Dave Bautista's love interest. I felt like that was not built up at all. And no. then she just dies immediately. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, you know what that, when I said there was a moment earlier where I thought it got more interesting, that was it. And while I didn't like the dynamic she had with Dave Bautista that much, I don't think that was built up. I was, like, genuinely not expecting her to die, like, that early. And then when it happened, I was like, oh, okay. And then, like, everyone started, like, dying after that. I was like, okay, this is more interesting now. Like, people can actually die. One of the relationships, I, the best relationship in the movie was the Dieter and the, the Saw guys' bromance that they had going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was that fun. That was fun. Yeah, um, Dieter's definitely not dead. What happened to him again? Oh, He's, he like like gets you don't see him die. Like the guy gets like like sealed in the vault or whatever, and then he gets like attacked by zombies. But it's yeah, like Zack Snyder didn't really leave that much out of t- left to the imagination there. Um, so in this film, so I'm guessing, yeah. If he didn't see him die, he showed, literally showed everything else that happened. So that makes me yeah, think he didn't die. How did he get out of the safe? <laughs> I want to know. Uh, yeah. The, is, can you just open it from the inside? <laughs> I mean, should we talk about how the ending doesn't make any sense? How everybody turns in like two minutes and then he's like 24 hours later, he's starting to turn. Yeah. I uh, Yeah, that's a good point. And he like, he crawls out of this of the ruins of of las vegas which should be highly irradiated it's literally a nuke (laughs) i'm like he yeah he would just have like cancer or something i don't know yeah he well i mean it was like a recent enough strike he might just like die (laughs) he might just die on the spot there um then he just crawls out and you know he leaves he's not even turning into a zombie yet and then he like starts turning on the plane I and what I did not understand about that, like, you know what, give it benefit of the doubt. He lives through the radiation and everything and he gets on the plane. And he seems like a good dude, so why doesn't he just shoot himself or kill himself? Because the you, ending implies yeah. that he's going to go infect Mexico City. Yeah. But like he's like 
he's not even like that shady of a character. He's like probably one of the better, like nicer characters. So why doesn't he just kill himself? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I can't wait for Zack Snyder to make a movie where the United States builds a border wall in order to keep out the Mexican zombies. <laughs> <laughs> it says a lot about our society. Uh, the one thing I want to know is what happened to the mom of the kids that they were spending the entire second half of yeah. the movie trying to save? She's in the helicopter. I had to rewatch this. I was like, did I just miss something? She gets, She's alive as they're crashing, and then it just never shows her again. They show the pilot getting like impaled. Mm-hmm. And Dave Bautista turns and she has to kill him. Okay, saw that coming from the beginning of the movie. <laughs> I'd been done a million times to much greater effect. And then just never see the mom again. Yeah. So did you catch that? Because, I mean, I watched it twice and didn't catch anything. I actually didn't catch it until you were mentioning earlier, like, the thing that, like, when you were vaguely alluding to it, then I was like, was like, oh, yeah, I know what he's talking about. Okay. Can we talk about the most glaring flaw of this movie, though? What the heck is this Tanaka's plan? Like, why does he need a whole squad to get this money from the, is it, I guess it's a maybe a distraction for the zombies? I, know, I do like, not understand. Okay. So, the only reasonable conclusion I could have is, like, okay, Dave Batista. if he thinks Dave Batista is truly the best for this job, and, like, Dave Batista's character seems like a good guy, so he probably would need, need some other incentive other than go kill a zombie, get its head, and bring it back for me so I can use it. Like, he probably needs something, like, a different incentive. That's the only why, though? thing. Why does I don't know. He, why does that matter? Like I don't think it's like if you here, I'll give you I'll give you a twice as much. I'll give you thirty million dollars to go cut off this zombie queen's head because she's just gonna stroll out there with only one bodyguard. So you could literally do this at the beginning in the movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then yeah. it could have just ended. There were like nine of you and two of them. And this no, could have just totally, ended. I don't understand. I definitely don't think. I think it's stupid. Like they should. It. Sh- they should have just gone for the zombie. The entire. I mean, like, what's his name? The security guy who is played by Bert from Raising Hope. So, and he's very funny in that show. And I just kept thinking about that character the whole time when he was trying to be a mean security guy. Um, but he. He's like, oh, yeah, this is worth, like, 20 times what's in that vault. And we're like, okay. Then why didn't you just go for that? Yeah. (laughs) It's so dumb. And another thing, okay, about that security character guy, I, I, I get that he's, like, shady or whatever, but initially when he's introduced, people literally distrust him for no reason. Because, like, initially he's there, and he's just, like, this helpful guy. He's just like, yeah, I'm coming. I'm, like, an extra arm of support or whatever. He literally does, like, nothing shady or nothing bad. And everyone's like, we need to get rid of this guy. Like, this guy is bad news. And then eventually he does do something bad. And then it's like, okay, well, there we go. But that was not indicated at all beforehand. (laughs) I'm going to disagree with you there. Because, I mean, if you're having, like, an inside, like, the inside, 
if Tanaka is hiring a guy to be on the squad, he wants fewer people alive, so he would have less money to share. Like that just makes sense. It's a fewer share. Like his the security guard's incentive being hired by Tanaka is to make sure fewer people survive, essentially, outside of the missions of success. So I get where I the pilot. Know was coming from there i i mean i was like well that's not a good idea to have he's obviously gonna be like an antagonist like some <laughs> with the not just from a, a story standpoint from just a logic standpoint like you're not gonna the the incentives do not align between the crowd the parties so i think that i did not have a problem with that but i did have a problem with him just being like overly antagonistic <laughs> yeah like, like I don't why know. Does, I, why does he care? Like he, he's incented. Like I guess he's maybe he's getting paid extra. The fewer people live, but don't you want to just sur- make sure you survive? And the more you have, the greater odds you're gonna. Exactly, survive. especially like at least until you get to the casino and have your means of escape. Like, don't hurt your chances by killing people before they get there. Also, okay, so that that one lady that he kills or like inadvertently kills quote unquote he doesn't really like he that's the other one that i don't think was seen in the montage at all but she she like dies or she gets like blocked in by the security guy and then they're like leaving and then she jumps out the window and is being attacked by like two zombies and no one's like helping her and like I don't know. That scene was very weird to me that like <laughs> I could not, not believe be- she lasted that long. She just yeah. kept coming back. I'm like she's still not dead. She is a trooper. Yeah. And she I was thinking this while watching the movie like even if you know you're going to die, like if you got bit, wouldn't you at least yell something about the security dude? Well, she didn't that, know. Like, well, she didn't know. Oh, no, no, no. I guess in. yeah, yeah, I guess he locked her in at that point. Yeah. So like security dudes and mole right before yeah. she gets blown up. <laughs> oh, oh I do want to say the did the blowing up sound effect sounded like a Star Wars laser sound effect. It was like weird. I didn't notice. It was like an explosion, but then it, part of it it sounded like the Star Wars blaster sound effect, and I was like, what? <laughs> it was very. Um, weird. I just there's a lot of people getting their faces smushed. <laughs> Or just yeah, a lot of smush there's a lot faces. of face just skull crushing. Um, it reminded me of when in the newer Halloween, Mike Michael Myers just smushes somebody's head, and you were like, like a pumpkin. So I just was yeah. like, pumpkin face. Like one person gets their head smushed, and then I think the uh, the one coyote later, the coyote lady, she drops the head, and then I, <laughs> that smushes, and I just went to my notes, and I was like, pumpkin face times two <laughs> um yeah again i i just can't get over that the i do not understand why tanaka needs a whole team to go to this building to get this thing when literally the I, unless he just doesn't know the queen comes out very exposed right at the beginning when you walk in and you could just snatch mm-hmm. her and come out easily i don't know it's also like bringing Tanaka, a white walker to cersei yeah uh tanaka never gets like any sort of comeuppance 
either. There's not like any payoff there. That's definitely like a sequel thing. Tanaka's gonna be like the uh what's the who are the bad guys in the Jurassic Park movies? <laughs> I don't know. I've I've only yeah, seen the, the first evil one. corporation from Jurassic Park one that Wayne Knight is like, I'm gonna sell this information to them. Oh, I don't think they have a name in the first one. But um the bar barbasol people. Mm-hmm. Uh let's see. Anything else I have in here? I liked the glow stick sequence, that whole thing. I thought that was interesting to watch. Yeah, that was cool. But yeah, like we said, it's the weird checkoffs guns that just didn't fire. <laughs> uh, I think we've covered everything in my notes, so I don't have I did, too much left to add here, Holden. I did like the scene of the security guy just getting mauled by a tiger. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. Yeah, I mean, I... I'm talking about a lot of things I don't like, but the action scenes were, were pretty fun for the most part. I don't think there was some like pretty cool, like fight choreography. I mean, obviously there was a lot of just like shooting, but there's some good like hand to hand stuff too. I was kind of surprised something you don't usually see in a Zack Snyder movie. I don't know. I, I tigers don't usually eat people's faces off. Do they? I, I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a tiger yet. <gasps> Just call me uh, Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Do you have other things you want to say about this movie, Jimmy? I do not, Holden. All right. Um. In that case, I think we're done. And I'm killing zombies and I'm firing and now I'm turning into a zombie and it's Mexico City and then in the heights. <laughs> I don't okay. know. He also wrote into the in the whatever it's called in the heights. All right. Apparently it's supposed to be very good. A movie. Mm, when's it coming out? June? It's like in a few weeks. Wow. Can't wait for that musical that I saw on Broadway and have no recollection of in a film format. On to what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? What am I doing, Jimmy? Um, good question. What am I doing with life now that I've graduated college? <laughs> um, no, I, so... In the last week, I have been pretty busy with graduation, but I have had time for a few things. Um, one of which, I got a Nintendo Switch. Um, split it the with secrets my out. And secrets out. <laughs> I split the yeah, split the cost with a my roommate, um, and so we're sharing it. But uh, right now, I borrowed a bunch of games from my brother. I have been playing uh, Smash Bros. a lot. Um, trying to unlock all the characters since you have to unlock them. Um, and then I also bought Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition, uh, which is a cool-ass game that was on the Wii U that I liked a lot, but this one has like a ton of more content in it, and it also just runs better and is cooler because it's on the Switch. So got that. But then I've got other games in the queue as well but it's fun i love the switch it's like an awesome console yeah pretty cool Anything else? i mean yeah um 
in terms of movies, I watched The Emperor's New Groove for I the first seen time. That in a long time. I don't think I'd ever actually seen the whole movie before. I'd always seen like clips and I've seen like the memes and stuff, but it's pretty great. Um, I think it's very underrated in the Disney catalog, actually. I mean, it's not it's not like grand to the heights of like Lion King or anything, but it's oh, funnier overrated. than any of those. It's like a really funny movie. It's got some very good bits in it. Um, some pretty good voice acting as well. Isn't it like an hour and 15 minutes? It's pretty short. Yeah, it's hour 20 maybe. Yeah, short movie. Um, but my roommate, Kale, who watched it with us, actually put a um, uh, Emperor's New Groove meme on their cap for graduation. So, cool. Nice. Um, I also watched both the Magic Mike movies. Yep. Why did you do that? <laughs> now, hold in. Why did you do that? Um, cause Mariah and my other roommate Becky really wanted to, and I was just there and I'm like, okay, uh-huh. we'll watch it. Mm-hmm, sure. Yeah. That's you were, why I you swear, were begging I them. Swear. You were on your knees begging them. Please no, Mariah and I movies. have been on like watching a lot of Channing Tatum movies lately. And so that was obviously the next logical step. Well, uh, the next logical step is GI Joe. Hold okay. On. We'll put Come it on, on the list. Pull yourself together and watch some GI Joe. In preparation okay, for I, Snake Eyes, I rolled two ones. You know what? It's happening. It's happening. Okay. I'll watch it next. Anyway, do you remember like when we watched it when we were on tour, Magic Mike? The second half of it? Yeah. I I had forgotten how the movie's just yellow. <laughs> That's right. It's so bad. And it's like the cinematographer's like Steven Soderbergh. So it's like a well it's like an acclaimed cinematographer director and it looks so bad i i was like astonished and then the second movie just gets away with all of that and it looks infinitely better i think the second one's actually like it's like a decent movie it's way better than Mm -hmm. the first one he loves it he loves it magic mike it's his favorite movie no stop stop no uh I just got a text from uh, someone asking if they could be a special guest on the podcast. I'm going to say no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Try again later, LeBron James. We just can't squeeze sure. you pretty, in. I'm pretty sure she's oh, she's one of my uh, roommate's friends. I'm pretty sure she's hanging out here probably downstairs can probably hear me yelling into the microphone oh sorry michelle obama looks like you're gonna have to wait for the next episode um and then the oh the other thing i watched and i binged this in like it i actually watched this last week i just forgot to bring it up uh was the final season of castlevania on netflix it's really good it's the by far by and large the best video game adaptation of like uh, just in general the third season ended and there were so many like separate plots going on plot threads that i was going into season four and i was and i heard it was the last season i'm like how can they possibly address all this and they do and it's spectacular i it's i don't think like the finale is like one of the necessarily one of the best finales ever but it just it the way this show pays off everything 
it's some of the best I've seen in TV, probably. Like, it's, I, I'm impressed with the way they wrapped it up. So, highly recommend the Castlevania series on Netflix if you haven't watched it already. Um, nice. Yeah, I think that's it, though. All right. I rewatched Jurassic Park when I was building my Lego set. I think I forgot to already. Did I send that? Did I say that? I did watch the all the ex bonus features and stuff. Uh, Steven Spielberg yelling at cows, asking them if he want they want to be in dress up as dinosaurs and be in the movie. That was pretty funny. Um, pretty interesting stuff. All the little changes they made to Jurassic Park, like while they were making it, like the T Rex was not even supposed to be in the end of the movie. Like just the fossils were just supposed to land on the Raptors, and that was how the movie ended. Really? <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad they changed that. Also, um, Jeff Goldblum, Goldblum's character Ian Malcolm was like supposed to be like a huge jerk and they made him much more heroic and, and likable in, in the final cut That's of the good. movie. They made a lot That's of good. changes, I think for the better from the book, from what I was from watching the behind the scenes. Um, and it was just interesting to hear him talk, uh, Spielberg talk about like how he shot Jurassic park and then immediately went to Poland to shoot uh, Schindler's list. And he, like ILM he would just have daily meetings with ILM to like figure out the special effects for the dinosaurs and all that and they really dive into like how Jurassic Park was such a watershed moment for for CGI and and just Mm. the special effects industry as a whole it holds up really well and also uh, Laura Dern cries uh, cried when they uh, watch the movie and they first see the dinosaurs for, for the first time which is the scene that always makes me cry so I feel validated Uh all right otherwise here's what i got let me pull up my notes so i don't forget anything i watched mr peabody and sherman five times (laughs) you already said that (laughs) guy in school i watched it once last week and then i watched it five times for school still playing resident evil 2 not quite done with that i'll probably finish that this week and hold on i finally sold my ps5 i got dollar dollar bills here look at all this money Oh, wow. Who'd you sell it to? I sold it to my cousin. For some reason, I was thinking he was a physical disc guy, so I hadn't asked him for it yet. Otherwise, I would have, and then I just ran into him yesterday. I was like, oh, yeah, I have a PS5, and I actually have another one. He's like, oh, interesting. I'm like, it's a digital edition. He's like, oh, no, I buy mostly digital anyway. I'm like, oh. Well, there you go. I didn't know that. And so, yeah, he swung by today, and it's uh, he got it. A good deal on it. So Cool. Nick, I hope you're enjoying the PS5. Have some fun playing Miles Morales and uh, hope you like it. What else was I going to say? Oh, I've got an idea, Holden. Here's my Zack Snyder movie pitch. All right. Okay. Screenplay by Jimmy Uthi. uh, Directed by Zack Snyder. All right. Because he's the guy I want for this. All right. All right. It is 2050. Global warming's completely out of control. We need to decrease the population in order for humanity to survive all right overpopulation is the biggest problem okay so the governments all around the world decide that everybody over 60 needs to die once you turn 60 you need to die i'm pretty sure this is like a plot of something already all right and people turn 60 all right but of course there's people that rebel and go into the other ground and try to overthrow the system all right the movie's called senior living Huh, get it? <laughs> and it's just these old people <laughs> trying to overthrow the government. 
<laughs> and then the so, tagline is revenge is best served old. <laughs> Directed by Zack Snyder. Okay, All right. So what Zach, I, if what you're I, listening, call me. All right. What I'm envisioning is like a young adult dystopian novel, but instead it's with old people instead of <laughs> yes. teenagers. Yes, it's Alan Arkin and um, Betty White. Uh, Betty White's in it. <laughs> Judy Dench. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, Ian McKellen. Harrison Ford. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Excellent, excellent, excellent. John Williams is in it. Yeah. He's got a cameo. He writes some music for it, obviously. Who else is just old? Um, um, Bill Clinton. <laughs> Jimmy Carter. <laughs> Jimmy Carter's building houses. It's just, they're just, and it's a whole to get the squad together. You know, it's like the movie Red, but actually good. <laughs> seen that movie <laughs> i saw it and i didn't like it when i saw it i don't even it what is it i don't even remember what the plot is but i just remember it's like old people action but it wasn't good okay but but uh zach tom podcast at gmail.com hit us up all right yeah um and we can we can work out the script together you can even have use your shallow depth of field okay it's fine it <laughs> yeah, can represent how about your old movie. people can't see all right that's what we'll go with. All right. What do you think, Holden? This thing's it's getting off the ground. Huh? Yep. We could be the next Cohen brothers. Yep. Except we're not related. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We could be both. the next Trey Parker and Matt Stone. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I'm obviously the good one. Trey Parker. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. I'm okay with being Matt Stone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just kind of hanging out. Being flying on the buffer yeah just riding on the coattails of my success um take us home Holden. yeah take us home okay so next week since we okay so next week got two movies coming out uh quiet place part two apparently very good pretty excited for that we'll be the judge of that yeah um quiet place part two and uh cruella <laughs> so boy which one are we gonna do let's do both no it's not why let's do a quiet place too let's can we do both let's do a quiet place too and maybe but probably not do cruella let's, i think that, we should that's, do let's bo- negotiate to that all right i'm glad we agree <laughs> okay fine for sure a quiet place too uh also probably cruella uh that'll be <laughs> next week's episode um and then I, like we got conjuring down the line and so we might not we might just not do those who wish me dead I, i'll watch it but i'm not sure if we're gonna have any t- space to do it it's okay if we do don't do it holden it's okay it's gonna be all right the listeners will be okay i'm sorry i'll uh, i'll come next week with thoughts on that film um, anyway, uh, you can leave us requests by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes or by sending us an email at tompodcast at gmail.com or by donating to our Patreon. Give us those requests. Do it now. 
Jimmy and I should start doing more two movie weeks since uh, he's not going to be working this summer. So, yep, I'm a bum. They fired me. Yeah, I sold my <laughs> PS5, so now I'm just rolling in it. Yeah, it's just you're gonna live off of that for the next few months. Oh, it's hot in here. Better just fan myself with this wad of cash. He, I, you know what? He did it earlier, and I didn't say anything. But he is, in fact, waving a wad of cash. <laughs> this is more mo- money than Holden's ever made in his life. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did you sell it for market price? Yeah, oh, I four hundred. Yeah. Yeah. So it's saving money without the tax. Nice. So, God, I enjoyed these Andrew Jackson $20 bills while they last because not a great person. Definitely going to get removed sometime. Yeah. Um. Okay. I think that's it for this week. Well, if you decide that it's it, I guess that's it, huh? Yeah, we're done. All right, quick question, Holden. What building's on the back of the $20 bill? I, um, the... Denver Mint. Oh, wow. You hate America because it's the White House, you fool. Oh, dang. Where Andrew Jackson notoriously threw a kegger when he was inaugurated. I a man of the that. people. A man of the people. We should have a random segment where we just talk about how insane Andrew Jackson was. Yeah, and then we I can be like, boy, you think well. that Trump is crazy? You got to remember Andrew Jackson. This I think guy. that would go over as well as your Hamilton bit this episode. <laughs> wow. Then we have to do it. <laughs> All right. I want to. Okay. Lin-Manuel Miranda. It's time to write Jackson and do that. We're we're finished. We're done. Okay. I was about episode. to say some very insensitive Andrew Jackson lyrics in the in Lynn Miranda, Lynn Manuel yeah, Miranda voice. So that's a good time that. to cut off. That's a good let's time to that. cut off. Yeah. All right. Adios, pantalones. Love you.